You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Special guests and off topics in this segment. Anything goes. You're listening to 3 p.m. Welcome to the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is DJ. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. And today we have a special guest, Ben Owens. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Welcome. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. It was crazy <laughs> because Ben and I have been friends for not maybe like a year. Yeah, probably. Then he started working with me at the record shop. Oh, sick. So getting more acquainted. And you've been at the shop for like, what, two months now? Yeah, probably two months. And it was only today that I asked him if he had any stories. <laughs> so you've I been doing a terrible job. No, no, no. It was always the prerogative. That's the... Yeah, the, uh, it was the long con. Yeah. Is what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, uh, Ben's been a real good homie, but you know, I, yeah, I have been doing a bad job. <laughs> um, and we threw this together real quick. So thanks for making the time, dude. No worries. Um... What's been occupying your mind recently? Occupying my mind? Yeah. Jeez, dude, not not much. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's fine. Um, Don't gotta be serious. We've uh, be stupid. Just been whatever. just kind of been getting things organized. Um, like we were talking about just music earlier. Um, talking stats and stuff just for for the band and what have you. Kind of, we've got our our new EPs coming. Well, like, tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. And your band. Will do. Will do. Gladly. Um, so yeah. In a band called Backhand. Um can you can check us out. Yeah. Streaming services, what have you. It's just backhand or backhand.band on Instagram. But it's a uh, pretty straightforward punk or post punk, dance punk, what what have you. It's loud and fast. That's how I would like to describe it. But yeah, working on some new stuff for that. We've got an EP kind of locked and loaded. That'll come out on November 12th. So we're just kind of beginning stuff ready for that. We've got T-shirts. We're going to get done this week with our homie Goose. Um, he's going to get the shirts done for us. I think it's going to be like a... I haven't seen the design yet, but he's drawing like a dude, like getting his face like destroyed. Like it should look cool, okay. I think. Yeah, should look tough. Dude, um, uh Ben's band and Ben's brother is in the room, Jake, as well. Ben runs vocals. Yes, sir. And Jake's on the guitar. Sick. Yeah. And uh, they, so the town that they live in, Provo, which is where we spent a ton of time, uh, is notorious for having an incredibly mellow music scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And. Uh, backhand has definitely been like a huge contrast to tell yeah. that and has seen like crazy success despite like what the scene there is adapted to yeah thank you thank you yeah. we feel like also yeah it's been we've been having a lot of successes lately we're we're on the up and up so we're stoked about that we've got got a like a california run lined up for november as well so we're gonna go sick um just like all of california some of Nevada, Arizona. We're working. We're, where the road takes us. Yeah, we'll yeah. see where the road takes us. <laughs> Just like performing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sick. So we'll get. We've got some house shows, some other stuff lined up, and then 
our our homie David uh, Orasco. He's he's in San Diego. He's hooking it up. He got us plugged up with this like booking guy. So we've got a bigger run planned for like probably early March. So yeah. that'll be sick. That'll be a little bit longer. So that'll be really fun. Yeah. Do you guys have favorite songs from your discography? Um, I think I do. What's yours, Jake? Mine is um, Vegas Baby Showers. It's, it has yet to come out. Vegas oh, Baby sick. Showers. <laughs> yeah, coming soon, though. Vegas Baby Showers? Yeah. Is, that's it Vegas? The one that's is that what on it's called EP? on the EP, Vegas Baby Showers? Bring up yeah. their socials, too, baby. Um, I got you pulled up right here, too. What's yours? Right. Um, My personal favorite is maybe... I think my my favorite's also going to be on the new EP. It's called Everywhere Men. Um, but my favorite one that's out, I would say, is uh, Kiki Alarcon. It's our title track off of our our uh, EP. Oh, oh, sick. You can head back, baby. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite one that's out. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Dope. Backhand.band. That's where everyone can find it. Oh, that. yeah. Go ahead. Socials. So it's good. We're the greatest band of all time. Hell yeah, oh, brother. So you're from Utah. Raised. Kind of. So me and Jake were born in like Logan and then we went to Missouri and then New York and then Texas and Ooh. then back to like Salt Lake. And then now our family lives in Brigham City. Oh, sick. So that's where we both graduated high school um, was Brigham City. So we kind of finished stuff out there. And then um, now we're here in like Utah. What was like the origin or like inceptions of you guys getting into what you do now with music? Um. It was funny because I think I told you this, but I was a rapper in high school. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I told you. We all were, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a I had a rap project in high school, and um, that was like the beginnings of me just like doing anything with music. I wanted to make like a, I wanted to make like a trap song or something. I was like, sick. It was funny. Yeah. So Parker's brother, the dude who I was talking about earlier, his brother Gage, long long time friend, both those dudes some of our best friends but uh gage and me and our other homie andrew all made like a mixtape that like summer after we graduated and it was okay it was fun it was a lot of fun yeah. there's some there's some funny tracks in there it's like it was a good time but yeah that was the start of it and so then jake but from was, that like in the middle of doing that you were thinking oh man i actually want to do this yeah well what was funny is like it was like I was doing that and I was like, yeah, this is probably the most fun I've ever had. Like, this is sick. <laughs> and I was, um, I don't know, I was dabbling in like producing stuff. I made a few beats here and there and I was like dabbling in that. But then right after that mission and stuff. So then went to South Africa and then it was like me and Jake crossed paths. Like Jake got back from Guatemala for like, so we crossed paths for only like a month. And Jake, while he was there, was like, dude, we should we should work on music when I get back or we should do music. Because Jake has played guitar since you were like, what, like 12 or something? Um, so Jake has always like played guitar basically since we were really young. And so crossed paths, talked about it a little bit. And then when I left, he was like emailing me, talking to me, being like, dude, we should start a band when you get home. Because I had just barely started to get into like idols. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know idols, but um, very, very cool guys, uh, UK punk band um but i got into them so i was kind of starting to get into that and like shame another uk band but then we talked about it a lot and then when i got back it was just kind of like that was it we just decided to go for it as soon as i got home basically yeah because you got two other people in your band yeah yeah so little cousin mitch 
Um, he knew he always wanted to do that too. He, me and him, like I've explained to you a little bit, he had kind of a wild life a in high school. So yeah. he's really hard doing to track down for like two or three years. He was like, <laughs> he would, he would go in and out of like cell service a lot and he would like be living in different spots. And so I would keep in touch with him when I could, but it was really hard to like find him basically. Cause he would be like, Oh, I'm actually like not at home. Like I'm living here now and I'm living here. Um, but we always like had stuff in common. Like I, we would still send each other music like whenever we could, even if he responded to me, like sometimes like two months later, he'd like hit me back, but like, this is sick. Thanks bro. Like, <laughs> um, Who's this? What? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And it was always on Snapchat, which is funny. <laughs> Just like Mitch is typing. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's on bass. Yeah. Mitch is on Jake and Mitch switch off on bass and guitar. Oh. And I play a bass when, when needed. But I'm not like very good. It's like one string. Like, but if it's like, you know, I mean, anyone who listens to punk music is like, you can play one note on the bass yeah. and it will sound <laughs> fine. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. And then Matt is our drummer, longtime friend. Um, Jake met him in middle school. So Jake and Matt are the same age. They've been friends for since like since like ninth grade or eighth grade, something like that. So we've known Matt forever. Yeah. Uh, I sent Ben a video the other day. It's the first tab in the. Oh, yeah. Over. Yeah. Can you play it? This is Oakland. Bro, this is in Cape Town. Yeah. This is what they do in <laughs> Oakland, bro. This is a sideshow. Sideshow. The dude's like jumping on the car. <laughs> yeah, but I sent that. Be that, careful, dude. They're going to put that in the next Fast and Furious, bro. I sent that to Ben. I said, bro, I'm trying to go to one of these. Because <laughs> it said South Africa and yeah. Ben spent two years as a missionary in South Africa. And he messaged me back. He said, bro, I'm dead ass. That's my area. <gasps> yeah, like, that's my flat right that there. That exact street, <laughs> I I would walk that street, and he said they do that every single Saturday. Yeah, dude. That's well, wild. it's like they'll they'll like plan it too. They'll be like, you'll get like flyers, and they're like, like, hey, we're gonna be. They just call it spinning. They're just like, we're spinning on Saturday, okay. or they'll do it other days. But it's like some places that one looks like almost like small, like it was like a weekday or something. Yeah, like, there was like yeah, like not a huge turnout. Only like pockets of like yeah. four people. <laughs> but there's there's one spot in a, a town. It was called Port Elizabeth. In Port Elizabeth, there's a huge like lot. And it was literally just like only tire marks in there. And they would get like 300 people there every Saturday. And they just rip like all day. And it has to be. And in Port Elizabeth, it's only Datsun. That's like all you're allowed to drive. If you want to spin, only Datsun. And so like, that's, that's the wild. rules. I'm and, a whip um, of Volvo. For those who are just listening, though, we watched a video of people... Uh, doing really tight, crazy donuts. People are hanging out the window. Someone was running up, jumping on the car, running back. <laughs> yeah. Crazy music. It's just recklessness. Yeah. So if that's what, if you want to know what we're watching. Did you ever go to any sideshows back home? No. Uh, most sideshows happen up in the Bay Area. Fresno, I probably tried to do some things, but I wasn't trying to die. So <laughs> I didn't go. That's like a legit thing. Uh, it's called the sideshow, like yeah. in Oakland. I've heard, I've heard of that, but I've never... I mean, we'd pretend like all my homies, we'd like ghost ride the whip and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. My friend saw Fast and Furious three and bought a drift car. What? It got de- it got delivered on a flatbed. It was like he like looked up Subaru WRX whatever supercharged, like ordered a drifting car. I almost died like 
a thousand times in that car. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, dude, before we jump into South Africa, can you like teach us? So you got called as a missionary to South Africa. Yes, sir. Yeah. Can I, you like teach us about it? Maybe a little bit of the history, the people, the culture, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping you would get into that, especially like the history of like apartheid and like what we talked about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me first like just preface and say I was there for two years. I don't want to, I don't want anyone to listen to this and be like, this guy is lying. (laughs) So this is all to the best of my knowledge. Like what people told me, what I observed, just, just going to preface. That's this whole podcast, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Always talking, never disclaiming. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just saying, you know, um, no, uh, really great place. Loved it. Loved every moment I was there. Really cool. As you guys saw in that video, pretty wild sometimes. The video that you, like that video, first video we watched that you sent me was in Cape Town. Cape Town's pretty gnarly. Um, Like we talked about, there's like people who are familiar with like Trevor Noah and stuff. They know about like coloreds and stuff in South Africa. There's like a third party race. I saw Living in Color. Yeah. Made for Disney Channel original movie show. No, not Living in Color. What was it called? Color of Friendship. Did you ever see that? Uh-uh. It was a Disney Channel original movie. And it was about South African and uh, like moving to America and teaching a white girl about like the colored issue in South Africa. Yeah. And that's where I learned their N-word. Yeah. Because <laughs> they said it on Disney, bro. Really? <laughs> yes. The, the K-word. Yes, K-word. Yeah. <laughs> Which we yeah. won't say. Which you don't say that <laughs> you word. You say it off pod though, right? Uh, so, no. So that I know what it is. You guys can look it up if Actually, you want. I'm going to look it up then. No. Um, I got to know. It's better to, I don't know. I feel like it's better not know. Because if you say in front of someone, that's like, I feel like there, it's, you will get in more trouble for saying that than you would saying the N word here. Yeah. I feel like. Like it's more heated or charged. It's more heated. Like you, it will, most of the time, if a white person says that, it results in like physical, like consequences. Like you'll get beat up or you might get killed. Like it's just that. like way more weaponized. Yeah, it's just what's well, the K word is the Afrikaans word for monkey. Afrikaans. So it's just like it's just mean. Yeah. It's just purely yeah. rude and mean and bad and and it's also just really deep seated because because it's an Afrikaans, it's just like even more offensive because mm-hmm. that's just like a language of like oppression. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Cause there's already issues there. So like they make African people learn Afrikaans in schools. And so I can't remember how long ago it was, but they were protesting. Like, we don't want to learn Afrikaans in school. It's like a dying language. Like people are quitting to speak it. Makes sense for everyone to learn English. Like, um, cause everyone speaks English there. That's uh that's the language of like business there. Did um, you have to learn a language? Not, not in like the training center, but, uh, on on like the street because so there's 11 national languages there um you get like i don't know it would it would be kind of like worthless for them to try and teach you one you know what i mean yeah so in where i was so in it was cape town port elizabeth and then east london those were the three major cities we covered it's it's uh afrikaans and then kosa is like the languages you learn so they don't teach you either one because you could just like happen to spend your whole mission like speaking afrikaans or only Kosa. so it doesn't really make sense to like teach you one or the other hmm. um yeah but you just kind of pick it up as you go best you can hmm. sick so super racially divided like tell us a little bit about the history or as well as you know <clears throat> south africa yeah i mean as people know like apartheid um People are living, like, separate. You know what I mean? There's white neighborhoods, black neighborhoods, white schools, black schools. 
um, or African, I should say. But, and that was, I mean, that was for a long time because it was like, for a long time, the white people who were living there, like the Dutch and the English, just didn't want anything to do with the Africans. They don't want to like learn their names or anything. They don't want to learn the language. They're just trying to be like, we'll, since we took the land and we like took over here, we'll like kind of make you part of what we're doing, but we're not going to let you like touch our culture kind of thing. The Afrikaans people are like really proud, just really arrogant to the point that it's like inbreeding and stuff. You know what I mean? Where oh, it's yeah. like, we'd rather have you marry your cousin than we would like have you marry outside of our color, which is really scary. So <laughs> ap- apartheid for people who don't know yeah, is like, um, the, like the written law of like segregation. Yeah. Um, yeah, just specific like, races. Yeah, legal segregation. And that's like how coloreds came to be. So like when a white person and, a, and an African person would like have a child together, they would boot them from both like parties. Like you can't have you can't have like a half white baby in a black neighborhood. You can't have a half black baby in a white neighborhood. So that's what coloreds are. Yeah. And that Whoa. happened for so long that it became like its own race. Because they were doing it for like I think near a hundred years or more. So it's like they did this for so long that it became its own race. How are they treated? Are they like the lowest, the highest, or it's it's weird because it's like I would say they get probably get the worst right now. Um, this is my own opinion. And this is like what they've told me is just because like the issues that were so polarizing and like the big problems were between white people and Africans for so long, there's not a lot of colored like representation or a lot of people being like, Oh, we have problems in like colored areas. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the people in the government. So when Nelson Mandela became president, his party, it's, um, it's, is it the RNC, the ANC? I'm going to have to remember later, but his party that took over has, is still in power since like 85 or whenever it was, um, or 84, maybe, um, his party is like still in power and that's been African people. And so they've been like, and it's a pretty corrupt country. Like basically as it's come down from Nelson Mandela, it's like gotten worse and worse and worse and like more and more corrupt. And so colored people are like very forgotten in a lot of things. And a lot of them have expressed like to me, because I served in a lot of colored areas where they were like, it kind of seems like they don't, a lot of people don't know about us. Like a lot of people, even in America are unaware that that's even a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't realize. And so that's, that's what sucks is they don't get a lot of people like trying to assist them or like when laws are made, it's to assist African people, which is still necessary because it's like there's still a huge problem of white people running like majority of like large businesses and having like most of the money there. Um, but it just sucks for colored people because they don't really get a say in a lot of stuff. Um, so Nelson Mandela is famous because he ended apartheid. Yeah. But it's a lot of other stuff, but amongst other things. Yeah. But that didn't make it necessarily better or like out sprouted like, um, more problems. What's from that. crazy is there is like a lot, there's like older people who are, who are, have told me personally, like that they thought South Africa was better during apartheid, like on both sides or which side was saying that um, African people oh, like said they almost liked it better beforehand when it was separate, when it was separate, just because things were like more organized because of like the corruption and stuff. And just, yeah, just a fail because they're like trying to mix and integrate societies and stuff. And there's so much pushback and like 
you get because now like apartheid is over if like an african dude starts making a ton of money which happens like a lot now um they're gonna move into like a white neighborhood and that's gonna like cause a problem and now people are upset that this dude's in their neighborhood and um so there's like even more problems problems, like just by proxy of being there yeah just like because they don't want them there or and other times it's like not a problem but it still definitely is it's like i don't know it's hard uh it's hard to explain but people there and it's it's on both sides it's not like it's not like african people just want to be friends with white people either it's like they're not really cool with them either not but everybody's beefing yeah but it's but it's not without reason it's like they've been mistreated for as since they ended up in their country you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like they came to colonize and then they have just been mistreating them ever since and so and but there's like like subgroups of like segregation too like there are whites who don't like certain whites and blacks who don't like certain yeah blacks. yeah I there's so there's, it's not like all the blacks together against all the whites together and that's what sucks is is there's a lot of they call it like tribalism where mm-hmm. or in, in this case it's like xenophobia where so when Nelson Mandela became the president he like opened the borders of South Africa because South Africa almost serves as like the America of Africa in a way because the um like economy or the economy is a lot better and the currency there is like worth more than a lot of the other African nations besides oh sorry go ahead no I was gonna say besides probably Nigeria Nigeria's economy is really good but Nigeria is a place that is mostly like from what I understand and from the Nigerian people I know they've explained to me that if you you don't really want to live in Nigeria unless you're Nigerian because you're not going to be able to like people aren't going to treat you very well if you're like an outsider it's hard to kind of work your way into that society from okay. the outside. So Mel- Nelson Mandela opened up the borders in hopes of helping. He was like anti-tribalism. So he's like, Africa is one people. We're like all the same. It doesn't matter. So like anyone can be in South Africa. Like we're like one group, which is super cool. A lot of people don't feel that way. What's the downside to that? So what happens a lot is, um, for example, in Johannesburg, this was a huge problem. They call it xenophobia, where... They'll have a lot of Malawians will move there, people from Zimbabwe, Congo. Um, and this is like Lubumbashi, Kinshasa. And then also there's like Brazzaville. So there's like, um, there's like two Congos. You guys know what I mean? This no. is new to me. <laughs> no, but, I don't know. So yeah, there's two. As best I can. Congo is, is separated. One of them is way bigger. One of them is way smaller. I can't remember. Brazzaville is like the only city. And there's like a river that separates it. I'm forgetting a lot of the details. But... Both parties will come, like everyone is coming to South Africa. And what happens is they're there to like hustle and to make money and to like make a better life. Because like I said, that's like the point is there's like more opportunity there. There's like going on. Zimbabwe's economy is like really bad right now. And so their money is like. I have a trillion dollar bill from Zimbabwe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's um, just worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you get a ton of people moving there. But what happens is they'll take jobs, for example, that South Africans are sometimes like too proud to do. They're like, I won't do this job where it's like someone there in South Africa. You can't fill up your own gas. There's like um, gas station attendants. Mm -hmm. And so you get a lot of like immigrants who are doing those jobs, like people from Zimbabwe, Malawi, all those places that are doing those jobs. And then they're making the money. And then like South African men specifically 
will be like too proud to take those jobs. And then they become desperate and they're like, okay, now I will take that job. But now you can't have that job because someone from Zimbabwe already took that job. It was just anger. and Yeah. So then they're like, now you're moving to your country and you're taking all our money. You're taking all our jobs. So what will happen is then they'll go and like kill all of them, which is really scary. Like um, they'll go through and they'll like just because there's pockets. Obviously, it's like here you get like Chinatown where it's like a lot of people immigrate at the same time and they Mm -hmm. set up like in one area because they want to be next to their friends and family and such. Mm -hmm. So same thing with people from other countries. They'll come and set up in like a certain area or a neighborhood and then South Africans will blow through and they'll like build shacks and stuff and other just like you know, not like permanent structures and then just like burn them down, knock them down, kill everybody. Like Holy hundreds of people. God. Normal. Normal. Uh, it's like a more recent problem in the last like five or 10 years, I believe. Oh, but wow. you know, it's crazy. Huh. This might be off topic or we could take this out, but I hear like, it's so, especially in 2020, which like, let me preface this by saying, of course, America isn't perfect and it has its issues. And it could do better in so many areas. However, I heard the narrative so many times, like, America is the most racist place ever. Like, this place is trash. Amongst, like, people I know. That's yeah. how they would talk about America. And I've traveled and I've seen, like, racism real. And I'm like, bro, like, yes, we could do better. But I'm telling you yeah. right now, it's not the worst place in yeah. the world. And, like, this is point in case. Like, you don't, like, we have racist people who get annoyed that, like, let's say Mexicans are coming in and taking jobs. But it's like, when's the last time you heard they just like go to a Mexican neighborhood and kill everyone. Like, yeah, I don't know. Geez. And you know what I'm saying? The government yeah, no, definitely. Does what about it? Is that comparable or am I off on that? Sorry. Oh, I mean, I feel like you're, you're pretty right. And like in my own eyes and also like meeting like European people or like even, even the English people I met from South Africa who had like moved there, did business there. They're also like really racist or like I had, I had like some French companions, French people, I don't know, dog. They do not like anybody from anywhere else, anywhere else, especially the Middle East. Let me say that oh, there. And that's what's crazy is you're like, geez, how can you say that? Like, yeah. you're like no, that's fine. Like everybody feels that way in, <laughs> yeah. in England. Geez, like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so that's 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 the climate. Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on. And like with just to go back to colors, it's like their neighborhoods are usually the worst as mm. far as like violence goes. Um, you because you'll see like in Johannesburg, the problem is like you'll get like pickpocketed or you'll get robbed or something like that, but they won't kill you. Like you might get beat up, but you're not going to get killed. But in Cape Town, there's like a very real chance of getting shot Mm. in a lot of different places. And that's like because coloreds are not, they're like gang fighting. They're not like robbing each other really. So artillery is involved. <laughs> yeah, while I while I was there in that in that area, so in the clip you sent me that area, so it's like oh, I can't remember. It's Bishop something, and then it's like Elsie's River. Um, it's this neighborhood called. There's Kailicha. There's um, it's uh, it's this area. It's called like the Cape Flats, basically, if I'm remembering my geography correctly. But they deployed the military um, where I was. So it was like Elsie's River. This place called Mitchell's Plain, um, place called Mandalay, Kailicha, place called Delft. All these areas, they had like tanks rolling through. Because like, the violence was so armored bad. Armored vehicles. Basically, it was like the army versus gangs for a while. Yes. Yeah. 
like I would, I would be like driving down the road. I'd like pass like tanks and stuff. It was kind of sick, but and you're like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was just about? well, it's just crazy. You're just like, geez, like is it that bad? Like, but it was obviously like. Yeah. Um, there's an intersection I was at, and it was funny. I told this dude he was new in the area, and I was like, this is, and also you'll like. If you read into South Africa, you hear about like South African taxis and there's like taxi wars where they're fighting each other for like routes and people and money. And it's Dude, like a, no one's safe. Nothing's safe. Yeah. Well, and so, <laughs> and like taxis it. always have the right of way. Like you have to get out of the way. Like one time I cut off a taxi and he like pulled a gun on me and like stuck it in my face. He was like, if you ever cut me off again, I'll effing kill you. Like, sorry, dog. I didn't see you. Wow. But that's like, that's the vibes. And like they do, they do like kill people. Like oh. it happens a lot. Dude, I one of my friends out of Von Skeltema, who I lived with for a couple of years in Australia, he was telling me about Joburg, and he was he was telling me like horror stories of like you'd be on a train, and he said uh, at the time some thieves were sharpening bike spokes, and they would stand behind you and put it right through your ribs and poke your heart. Oh my! That's gosh. like he was like that happened in my town. He might have been just trying to scare me from Joburg, but that's probably like true, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I had never heard that, but that sounds about right. I think he was kind of from the hood, too, in Joburg. Oh, and he, yeah, he, I wonder where he's from. Skeltema. I think he's from Johannesburg. Name? Oh, I guess there's like, Johannesburg is like, it's a big city. So. Got you. I can hit him up. I'll ask him. Yeah, but. I'm curious where he's from because yeah. I know a few, like, you know. But he just terrified me. He was like, it's very dangerous. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's not surprising. There's like, there's a video that was actually circulating not that long ago. They'd have cash and transit vehicles. Where it's like you get um, basically the job is you go to the ATM, you unload the ATM, you put it in the vehicle, then you drive away. But these guys will have like it's a crew of like six or seven dudes sometimes to unload these ATMs into the vehicles and those get attacked all the time. So what will happen is like dudes will like bomb them like when they pull up. So when they open up the doors, they'll like blow it up or something or they'll light it on fire or they'll just like start shooting everybody. So it's a very like dangerous job to to do this. They pay these guys pretty good, as far as I'm as far as I understand, to just like take money to and from ATMs. Yikes! Wow. So can you paint us a picture of like a common day in South Africa? Like, what was your day like? Like, are there markets? What's the sounds like? What's the smells? Yeah, yeah. Are you hearing different languages? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's uh. It's cool, man. Overall, that's the thing is like you talk about how dangerous it is, but for how dangerous it is, it's like way cool at the same time. Everyone is really cool um, for the most part. Obviously, you get people who are like criminals. Like there's this one dude I was became friends with his friends. He was like an assassin. I would always see him in his car. They told me he was an assassin, I guess. <laughs> but he would like he worked for taxi drivers. And what he would do is he would off other taxi drivers for taxi drivers so that they could like make more money so they get pay better him. routes and stuff yeah, yeah so they'd like pay him x amount of money they're like this guy's like encroaching on my route like kill him and i'm gonna like buy his taxi or i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna like take over and i always saw him pull up in his freaking city golf dude that's Hell like yeah. that's the sickest car there is the city golf <laughs> that's like a big deal he'd like rock up in his city golf so i was like hanging out with the i would i would be like teaching this lady and her sister was like very she was like young and beautiful and so she was like you know dudes in the area were always trying to hit her up so this assassin dude in his city golf would like roll up be like yeah like go for a ride with me and she'd be like sure <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy yeah um but a normal day is just like depends where you are if you're walking it's a lot of 
like you got to take taxis different places you're gonna walk through like usually a taxi in the taxi <laughs> rank there's like markets and other things so there's like food vendors usually the taxis are near like shops and stuff because that's like a hub of people mm-hmm. so you know walk through all that stuff a lot of music going on usually i was showing dj some music today there's a genre very big right now called home or it's a little it's heavier on the you know <laughs> that that was always my weakest one my weakest click but chrome is like it's just like house music and it's got like kind of a specific like beat pattern so a lot of like whistling in it and stuff and Sick. yeah so a lot of that it's like chrome quieto like house i'm a piano those are like the big genres there um and there's like always music that's a big thing like the taxis are always like blasting music <laughs> and so um yeah and they love it if you ask them to like play it louder so we'd always be like like turn it up like tight and they sometimes would be like we'll take you home for free like, oh <laughs> it was sick yeah that's or they drive you like right to your door that's always like a crazy thing yeah that's sick um anyways yeah so you like roll up walk around lots of people hang out outside especially in the summer it's hot and everyone most of their houses are like made of metal or bricks oh. so it's just like an oven in the inside of the house so everyone's like oh. outside for the most part especially when it's hot everyone wants to kick it outside and everyone goes to bed like early, wakes up early, it seems like. You know what I mean? Just because it's so hot sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then if it's not hot, like if it's cold, people have the – they have like propane heaters where it kind of like – it stinks. It always smells like propane. Like not propane. It's like a different kind of gas or something. It's like a liquid. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But they just like burn this stuff in the house and it like heats it up. And then they put like a pot of water on the top because the steam supposedly like – takes the smell away which is like never true but <laughs> i feel like that would transmit it easier. i know yeah <laughs> and it's just it's weird because then it's like really humid in there and yeah. it's like really steamy you ever fart in the shower <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it like, like, makes it worse <laughs> yeah. It permeates. yeah yeah so that's how it is everyone's really nice though everyone's really sweet they'll like give you snacks and stuff you know what i mean you're just like it's hot like come inside like let me get you a drink like what's like the is it a religious place superstitious Lots, lots of that. Yeah, I mean, lots of everything. I was talking to DJ earlier today. Like, they're like the traditional, like in most of South Africa, the traditional religion is to worship like your ancestors. Cool. Hmm. So you get a lot of that and then a lot of Christianity. So like the way, because the way that works for them is like ancestors are already like beyond the veil. They're already like wherever, you know, in the spirit world or what have you. So they can like talk to God for you or whatever deity. And so you will like pray to them and they'll talk to God for you. And that's kind of how that works. And so hmm. that's how a lot of that works. And sometimes they integrate it with Christianity. And so at different times, you'll have like different rituals going on. Um, so for like during during the summer, so it's every, so it's like in June and in December, you have boys go to the bush, like when they turn 18. So that's like how you become a man. So you go, especially in Kosa, that's only Kosa, excuse me. That do that. So only that tribe will do that. And there's a few other here and there. I think like Sutu do it as well. But. And just survive off the land. So what you do, it's actually kind of gnarly. So they there's like a bunch of stuff I don't know because I'm not allowed to know. You have to be. Interesting. Yeah. You have to have like gone to the bush. And they teach you words there like that Whoa. only men know. So it's like, yeah, it's really interesting. The secret language. Yeah. Wild. Home. It's wild. So you go there. New clicks. Dude, I don't know. Like ones you don't even know. <laughs> clicks I've never heard. Like, yeah. Dude, there's some, there's like one language, I think it's like, I'm not going to try and say what language it is, but they like do like little whistles. They're like, 
Like, oh, I don't know. My, my homie did it for me one time. I was like, that's insane. Like, <laughs> um, but anyway, homie has done like a companion. Yeah. This dude, shout out, uh, shout out, uh, Sianda Lunda Koza. That's my boy there. <laughs> shout him out. Out uh, in, in KZN, Durban. Um, right now he's from Newcastle, I think, but shout, shout out. Love that guy. Great. Did dude. he go out? Um, like, no, he didn't. So Zulu people actually have a different thing, but it's like for girls. So teach us about the first one. Yeah. Okay. So you go to the when you go to the bush. Um, they that have means a, the wilderness. Yes. Sorry. That's like a you know. Yeah. That's just <laughs> what they call it in my head when I'm explaining. It's like yeah, you go out to the woods and there's a bunch of men there, but they also get witches or witch doctor ladies, a sangoma, and she's yeah, and they're they will like circumcise you. So you, when you become a man, you get circumcised, and it's crazy because you just put your dick on a stump. With all that, you get in a line. From what I've been told, you get in a line, dick on a stump, knife or rock, sharp rock sometimes. Sharp rock? What That's what fuck? someone told me. I don't know if they were just like pulling my leg, but they're like, she used a sharp rock for me. I was like, what? And they just, uh, dude, yeah, they just cut your foreskin off and you have two choices after they cut it off. You can eat it or you can bury it. Because if you bury it, you don't have to eat it, but... Another witch can come and find your foreskin and, it. and use it to curse you later or put a spell on you. Ah, that South African chicharron, dude. If they find, yeah, if they find <laughs> the foreskin. raw or like what's Yeah, the right on the spot, I think. Oh, no? If they find your foreskin, though, it's like game over. You're screwed. Uh, they can do like whatever they want shoot, to you. Yeah. As far as I've been told, like if they have your foreskin, you're done. Um, so you, I have no idea where my foreskin is. Yeah, so I'm so stressed cursed. right now. I know. <laughs> Well, yeah, so they, most of them eat it. From what I understand, most dudes eat it for that fear alone. Did they, did they say anything about flavor? Uh, I asked a dude, he said, you just like are in so much pain that you're just like. <laughs> it tastes like pain. He's just like, you just chewy and you just eat it and swallow it. Like, Well, that's, it's crazy because like the belief about the witch being able to get a hold of you through your foreskin, like that belief is so ingrained. That it's pushed them to yeah, just eat it and eat it. like without. That's the only way to like really like be rid of it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, true. Try not to and get cursed. Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the culture there is like you don't ask questions, and that's like a, a big thing. There's like this is just how it is. If there's a tradition, it's like you never question that. Whereas if someone older than you tells you something, it's like you're not allowed to ask. It's why. Not why is or how. Yeah, it just is. Just and so is, yeah, yeah, you just do that, and that's like yeah, that's a big thing. There is like if that's the tradition, you're not. You're going to get smacked, yeah, if you ask them why we're doing this. Why do I have to eat my foreskin? No. Bro, did you ever watch uh, when I was in high school, uh, everyone was watching Spike TV for UFC. and Bring back uh, Spike TV. Maybe Fear Factor, I think, and also uh, Deadliest Warrior. So sick. Do you remember Deadliest Warrior? I do. <laughs> they would put up all these different... Uh, Samurai like versus Viking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spartan versus ninja. And they'd get like this historian who had studied like uh the Roman Empire and like the the different soldiers back then and like put their knowledge up against somebody who's did the same but for like ninjas or samurais or whatever. <laughs> and I remember the episode, it was like Shaka Zulu. Yeah, I've seen that one. Versus uh, maybe like Genghis it was like Khan Vikings or something, or something like or, that. Yeah. And uh uh the zulus had a sword that was shaped like a penis <laughs> it was like almost like a like a curves like a scythe almost and at the end it had like it had like a bell end 
I don't know about that. I, never, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't oh, know much so about that. So Spike was lying to me? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, a credible source? I, couldn't, no. I couldn't give you more information on that. I don't know much about Shaka Zulu besides Valentine. that he's cool. Okay. And that he was strong. And a um, random anecdote, but yeah, since no, we're on the topic of those penises. Yeah. So you, well, cut, you cut and eat your wiener and then you're a dude? Well, no, then you have to stay in the wilderness That's the for three language. weeks. Oh, my God. Right. So, After and you're butt naked. Oh, my God. And you, so they paint, the thing is, is then the Sangoma gives you, or like the witch lady, whatever you call it, in Kosa technically, it's the is the word for theirs, but like. Witch lady? Yeah, but you don't, that one is like, I think that one has more of an evil connotation, if I'm not mistaken. So Sangoma is a Zulu word, as far as I know. So I'm going to just keep saying Sangoma because it's easier as well. So they survive out there for three weeks. For three weeks. And you'll see it when you drive by sometimes, like off in the distance, you'll see like these TP kind of looking things. Yeah, naked ass (laughs) dudes running around. They get sticks. You get a big stick. Um, They give you a big, nice blanket as well, and they cover you in this stuff. And it's crazy because all of them, as far as I've been told, they put you in this, like, red, like, cream stuff. And they told me, like, it makes you so warm. Like, you're never cold when you wear that stuff. Um, But the problem is a lot of dudes will die out there because you. a lot of them won't drink water because it hurts so bad to pee. And so then they die from dehydration. This is I will I knew multiple women whose sons died from dehydration. Or oh, just drink. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I don't know if it's a rule. I can't remember, but I know a lot of times they won't drink water for like two days or something. Oh. And um and Africa can get hot. Yeah, it can get hot. Yeah. South Africa also can get kind of cold. Um I never saw snow, but some of my homies did. But it gets really windy and really rainy. Kind of like it is now where it's like sub sub 50 or 40 mm-hmm. degrees and it's just really rainy and windy. And they're just dudes out there naked in that? Yeah. not And that's why they do it. in So December is like June there. Because they're flip-flop yeah. seasons. But then June is like their December and they also do it then. But it's still not that hot. But it can get like really rainy and cold. And so, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that can happen. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff that goes on that I have no idea about. But I know when they come back, there's a lot of rules. So you're only there. You have to have, like, someone with you for, like, I think the process is about three months until you're a man. A companion. Yeah, you have to have you have to have someone with you. A man. It has to be a man. Someone who's already been through the bush with you when you get back. And they have to accompany you everywhere for, like, it's increments of a few weeks and the rules change in different areas and stuff, but it's generally the same. You have to wear a hat and you have to wear like a full suit, like a blazer and like pants and a shirt. And you have to put this cream on your face, like this stuff. It's like yellow. Um, and you can't look behind you. And if you ca- if someone catches you looking behind you um, and they tell someone, you have to buy them booze. Oh, that's not too bad. It's yeah. not too bad. I thought it was something worse. Like, Cut more dick off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, I think that's, if I understand correctly, that's like the rules. You have to like buy them booze or something. There's like other stuff that happens, but which is funny because sometimes we'll like be in the car, we'll like honk the horn and try and get them to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they do, I like lean out the window, but like got your ass. Like, um, and they're always so pissed. <laughs> like, uh, but I don't tell anybody. I'm just like, it's funny. It's funny to get them. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, you have to wear the blazer for a while. You have to have a companion. But there's a huge party when they come back from the bush. Each dude, like his whole family, everyone in the neighborhood gets together. They cook like a ton of food. But then they bring you. What's funny is you can't participate in the party for a while. They blindfold you. They put like a a thing over you. And they wrap you in your blanket. And they take you in the house. (laughs) And they party for a while. And they usually will like kill like a cow or something. And then they cook it up. And um, they have this, like, traditional beer that everybody drinks. They put in a big bucket, and you just pass it around, drink out of it. And then the kid will, like, usually they, like, give him some beer. I don't know all, like, the order of events, but a lot of times it ends in a woman having sex with him. Like, they'll get a prostitute. Oh, it's lit. (laughs) Or somebody, yeah. Like, since you're a man, you lose your virginity if you haven't already. (laughs) So you really become a, a man. Sick. at the end this is long enough after you've cut your yeah only off, three weeks like, i guess dude i, I don't know yeah. trade your foreskin for some foreplay <laughs> <laughs> yeah truly truly but you get i was invited to a few and it's uh, it's kind of sick honestly tight dude okay. what's the what's south african cuisine like sorry i wanted to and what's no, the weirdest okay. thing you've eaten um this is the first time like we've ever gone in depth with like anything africa so yeah, yeah. it's like new ter- like after a hundred plus hundred fifty episodes, mm-hmm. a ton of meat, a lot of grilled meat. So there they don't use there they grilling is like a huge thing, and that comes from a lot of Afrikaans people grilling sausages because they're it's like Dutch, uh, mm-hmm. and so that's like a big thing there is like sausages. Um, but also, what kind, what's the like the most common meats, and what don't you get there? Um, the most common thing, obviously, chicken, pork, beef. And then, so, like, sausages and chicken is the most common, I would say. It's almost everything. Like, in the Philippines, we never had beef way too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, beef is, is definitely the most expensive. Um, so, it's mostly, you get, it's, like, mostly pork and chicken. And then the sausages are usually pork and chicken. Yeah. yeah. Any seafood? Um. Yeah, ton in Cape Town, actually. Yeah. Um, Colors, you get a ton of fish. They're, like, curry fish or Ooh. fish and chips. Dude, curry fish, really Ooh. good. Um, got re-hungry, dog. <laughs> yeah, and also, dude, yeah, fish and chips in Cape Town, best I've ever had. So, so good. Because in Cape Town, there's a lot of European immigrants there as well, so you get, like, Portuguese dudes pull up, and they start, like, a fish and chip spot, and it's really, really Sick. good. Sick, okay. I had a homie, I can't remember if I told you or not, but I had a homie who went to a culinary school in Denver. Oh, and yeah. his first job out of culinary school was being, like, the private chef and dietitian for the Rams. Oh, what? Yeah. And then after with being with the Rams for a few years, he moved to Portland like last year. And now he cooks for uh, Blazers? Bla- no, no, uh, the soccer team. Uh, oh, Timbers. Timbers. Yeah, the Portland Timbers. But uh, I, uh, he's come over here to Utah to visit. And all he wanted to do was just hang out and cook good food. He's like, whatever you guys want, I'll make it. Okay. And uh, I asked him, I was like, dude, what was like your favorite thing to make while you were in school? And he said, African soups. Yeah. Oh, we talked about this a little bit. That's like, uh, it's just like stoops and soup or soups. Soups and, and stoops. stoops. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was like, it's like, what did I know? I said something wrong, but um, yeah, that's like a huge thing. And also, it's we common. talked a little bit about like pop and stuff, like in fufu and what have you. There's always like a thing of Are those just, the like, breads. Yeah. No. So fufu, I fufu i've heard is like different things so i'm only gonna explain pop because i don't want to misexplain what fufu is but pop is basically just like cornmeal like finely ground cornmeal and then it's like boiled and then you like stir it and it becomes you guys have had like tamales you know like the stuff yeah it's similar to that but it's like less like hard 
and it's more like the consistency almost of like mashed potatoes. Interesting. Yeah. But they serve it like in a huge like blob, like with a lot of food, and instead of like rice or like pasta or bread or something. So like mice for us. Yeah. Yeah. You'll take like a handful and you like form it into like a ball in your hand, and then you like push like a little divot. And then usually they'll have like kind of like a stew like on your plate as well with like meat and vegetables and other things. And then a lot of times they'll have like cassava or something like a leaf, a leafy like spinach or something. And then you take that and like put it in the stew and like meat and you just like eat it in one bite. And that's a lot of like, that's a lot of like how, from what I understand, like Congolese and like West Africa, that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, South Africa, they'll do like braai meat is what they call it. So braai is just what they call barbecue. Mm. And so it will be like a bunch of chicken, like grilled chicken or fried chicken or pork or something. And then you get you can eat it with pop or bread or whatever. Um, but that's super common. Pop is like stable food there. Hmm. Different world. Hell yeah. There's nothing like I haven't eaten any of that. I would really say good, South though. Africa, though, has been on a travel list for me for a while you should go man because i've wanted to go to south africa for a while charlie's um, wife has been there with her best friend her friends really? now yeah where did the way did they go cape town or uh janelle our homie her aunt and uncle were the mission presidents there for a while in cape town i think so what's their last name do you know no idea you know her last name let me let me text Woodfelt. huh her last last name's name? Woodfelt. Yeah. they're from oh no i don't know yeah might have been a while ago I don't know. It where would my have phone been is. like 2016, maybe. Oh, 2016. I 2016. It might have been or 17, because I know they went. It was four or five years ago now. I think it's 15 to uh, or 14 to 17 was someone else, hmm. and I got there in 18. So oh, okay. when I was there, it was a, it was a South African guy dude, oh, running okay. it. Um. Cape Town was your mission? Cape Town, yeah. Cape Town, dude, big recommend. Especially, I know, if you're into, like, hiking or surfing. Hiking, anything um, outdoors. Yeah. I heard the safari was dope. Yeah, really cool. Hiking there, there's, like, three really big hikes that people do. It's, like, Devil's Peak, Lion's Head, and then Table Mountain. They did Table I Mountain. I have heard of Table yeah. Mountain, yeah. Table Mountain is really crowded just because so many people come to, like, hike Table Mountain. Yeah. Kilimanjaro, too, right? Uh, Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Kilimanjaro is a little further north. Pyramids. Same thing. Giza. Yeah. yeah. It's Africa, uh, right? Egypt is just around the corner. Actually. Yeah. Not the Nile River hike. Yeah. MJ and Janelle, while they were there, said they saw ostriches boning. Yeah, probably. So they said Depends where they were. Yeah. They said it was freaking crazy. ostriches. Yes. I've seen them, but never saw them. <laughs> I don't know how that works. They're birds. I don't know how birds do it. So it was wild. Like, Sounds cool. Ruffling of feathers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they did do a safari, and while they were there, they like had a guide who they said was just like an incredible human. Like yeah. he would look over and be like, "Do you see that?" And they'd be like, "No," because <laughs> like two miles away, he would see a, a leopard, yeah. like a dot, like a speck. <laughs> Some dudes there are like, um, are crazy. Some of the safari dudes are oh, insane. Yeah. They said they said it, it was like uh, fearless. Yeah, and like superhuman, and his he was like making them coffee at like five a.m. and then all of a sudden, like a mile away, he saw something and just like packed everything up, jumped in the car, drove, and like got them there. Anyway, that's sick. While they were there, some guy had done like twenty safaris, and he said, "I have never seen this many things in any safari I've ever been on." They saw lions make a kill. They saw cheetahs, Whoa. which was super rare. They saw a leopard, which was super rare, and they got chased by a bull, bull elephant. 
That's crazy. It chased them as the guy drove backwards. Oh, that's so sick. Like, Those guys are fearless, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, when I went to this like game park, um, the dude who was there, so there's like a, they keep, there's like a fence there. So it's like a game park. So it's like a little smaller. It's like not as like wild, but there's, there's an area where there, it's like all the leopards live and it's big. You like have to drive like a few miles through it, but they have it like fenced off. Basically the whole thing is fenced off. So before you go in, there's a double gate. So you like press a button to like enter in and you have to wait for the fence to close behind you. Then you press another button. But somehow like three leopards had entered into the like the foyer, for lack of a better <laughs> term, of the gates. And we were like, what do we do? Like we can't open it. We can't open it. So we're just sitting there. And then they're like, if there's leopards in the thing, there's like a little thing. It's like, press this button. So we press the button. We're like, I wonder what that did. You just all blow up. And then, <laughs> dude, then like three minutes later, this dude pulls up in a truck and it's this dude in like tiny shorts and boots. And he's like, no problem. Let me take care of this. Dead ass. I'm not even kidding. He just like looks at the ground, picks up a stick. Slides the fence open and goes in there like three leopards, leopards. <laughs> and he just starts like poking at him. I have a video of it. It's oh insane. I should have like brought it, but he's just Send like to us. he's yeah, just like it. smacking them on the head and is like <laughs> getting them away. And he like lunges at him and he's like smacks it and he's like shakes his head and he's like <laughs> and then he just like he like herds them out and I was like this is insane. I was like this guy's a nut. It's and then he's like level. all clear, fellas. Like go ahead. <laughs> Like the video of the dude in India who's like collecting cobras. Yeah, he like punches it in the head. It's so <laughs> the video of the guy punching the kangaroo that's like holding his dog. Oh, yeah, so sick. Um, that's insane. Uh, when I was in the Philippines, the first, like, I guess, kind of rude awakening that I'm not in America anymore was it was one of our flatmates, it was their birthday. Yeah, and we're like, what do you want to do? He said, I want to have a barbecue for dinner. I'm like, cool, easy enough. We'll get some of the stuff. He'll get some of the stuff. We'll see each other tonight. We get there, and I was like, how are we going to have a barbecue? We don't have a grill. We live in the city. We're on the fourth floor. Yeah. So they broke off. They're all Filipinos. They broke off the front grill of the electric fan, built a fire on the tile floor, put the grill so on sick. top. And yeah. Like, we had, a, we had a fire in our house on the tile floor in the kitchen with an electric fan Did it work? grill. And we, yeah. We That's had so tight. That's but that so was like tight. our first, uh, like my first awakening. Like, oh man, this is not yeah. the US. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> what were yours? Like, oh, dude. Um, and then probably, we'll, we'll move on. No, this. you're good. Yeah. Probably the first time I was like in the car. I was I was with this guy. I remember his name was Abraham. And he was hired by the church to drive like missionaries around who were like in the MTC. So they take you. They take you into the city a few times to like hang out with the Johannesburg missionaries while like, while you're in training and they'll like teach you stuff on the street. And then they also take you to like the temple and like other things in Johannesburg. This dude, Abraham, was a former taxi driver. At the time I didn't know like what that entailed. And so I'm in the car with him and I sat in the front because I wanted I was just like, oh yeah, I want to sit in the front. This dude was doing things. I was like, I it felt like a movie what he was doing he was like weaving cars like no joke it felt like we were like drifting a few times he was like <laughs> ripping corners he was like jumping curbs he was like doing everything in this like freaking quantum like mercedes like nice van and all of us are just like oh my gosh this is insane and he's like so calm he's just like whoosh, 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 
like in between cars, like gaps that are like this big, like on either side. And he's like ripping through, taking these back roads, like going through alleys that are like not roads. <laughs> and I was like, I was in like, a hallway, sir. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like home. <laughs> and it's so funny because he, he's like, he was a taxi driver. So he knows a ton of people. And he's like, dudes, they drive like halfway out the car like this. So he's part of the time. He's like, <laughs> like they all whistle at each other and they're like, thumbs up. That's the thing is like, you say like shop shop. It's like what's up? Shop shop. So he's like shop shop. Like just thumbs up to everybody, and everyone's like like just yelling at him. I don't know. He was awesome. <laughs> it was sick, and that was the first time I was like, geez, like this. It was so illegal. <laughs> Everything he was doing like was illegal in America, and I was like, this is awesome. Like I can't believe this is like who the church hired to drive me. You know what I mean? Like my whole life, the organization that's like the most like strict. I'm like, geez, this guy is is yeah. in charge yeah. of me right now. Yeah. Your tithing money paid for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just paying for him to buy his family dinner, which is sick. And he's a he's a cool guy. Shout out Abraham wherever he is. Yeah, hell yeah, Abraham. Shop shop. Yeah, shop Abraham. You spent real quick. Sorry, the uh, they did the Durban mission. Durban, South Africa. Oh, okay. Their last name was Zachrison. I wouldn't know. Durban. Okay. Durban is cursed, in my opinion. Oh, cursed. Cursed. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone from Johannesburg and everyone in Cape Town were like, "Screw Durban. Like, yeah. They suck." <laughs> Durban, there's always like the one armpit of like the country. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But Durban is like the California there. It's like that all the vacation spots are there, all the beaches uh, are there. It's like hot all the time. Okay, so they're mad because it's they're not. Yeah, that. I think that's probably <laughs> why. <laughs> but it sucks because all the dudes in Durban like can't do anything. It's just like they're in vacation towns and stuff. It's like, <laughs> Same with Cape Town though, to a certain extent. Yeah. But dope. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, Give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3 a.m. And you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Amy. And hi, Hi, True True Crime Crime fans. fans. We're the co-hosts of She Goes by Jane. Every week, we'll be covering the story of a missing or unidentified woman in the United States. Stories you may have heard before. And ones whose stories didn't make it into the news. We've been covering these stories for a while. First in Amy's book of poetry, Doe. And then in Vanessa's documentary, She. But now we want to share them with you here on She Goes by Jane. And each week, we'll be joined by a special guest who will read a poem in honor of the women we talk about. Can we say who? We can say who. We'll be joined by actresses like Coco Jones and Gabrielle Ruiz. And musicians like Stephanie Quayle and Kelly Moneymaker, along with authors like Louise Penny and Catherine McKenzie. So check out She Goes by Jane wherever you get your podcasts, or check out Evergreen Podcasts and their true crime channel, Killer Podcasts. We can't wait to bring you these stories. So you spent two years in as close proximity as possible as one can get Yeah, with... Uh, the people of South Africa, the blacks, the whites, the coloreds. Yeah. So you got to know them really well. 
what uh what stories have you brought back yeah that was and that is um what i was getting i was yeah definitely excited to tell you guys <laughs> um no i was i was telling dj a little bit like there's a lot of and i was even telling you guys they're like witches they call them like sangomas and other things and like so they're the ladies who do like all the rituals and stuff and like i was saying they like sacrifice a lot of things so a lot of cows a lot of goats will get sacrificed at stuff and so you see them kind of like floating around in like the streets and stuff because they wear very specific garb literal floating not all the time (laughs) not all the time (laughs) just sometimes um yeah no joke yeah few few floaters out there but um no not all the time floating but you see them around because they wear specific stuff they have like i was saying a lot of people like a lot of things in the culture will have like a face paint kind of deal Mm. and um theirs is like white so their faces are like always white they have like this white cream on their face and um they have like specific clothes and they have like a sash they wear and they as like when you're like a missionary they always like stare you down it's like so weird intimidating or like uh, yeah very scary first time you're like oh gosh because it's a it's just they look kind of wild already because they've got this stuff on their face very specific clothing they're floating (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so it's just really interesting and so sangoma sangoma yeah sangoma yeah and um a lot of times they're good good ladies just like they work as doctors so like i was saying how how it works is a sangoma is like a gateway into like the spirit world kind of so they can talk to like your ancestors and tell you what's wrong with you basically that's how it works is like when they're a doctor so you if you have a problem or you're having like a health issue you go to the sangoma you pay them they talk to your ancestors and then their ancestors are like in in in, uh, contact with god or whatever and they tell them and then the sangoma is like yeah you have like liver problems or something so that's how it works. But also, like I was telling DJ earlier, like a lot of times what happens is stuff can happen where like they'll talk to like the wrong spirit or something or because they're so like open to spirits, like possession is a thing. Like I've said before, I'm not an expert. These are like this is stuff I saw kind of happen. And um, yeah, so people when people open themselves up to like spirits and stuff, you never know what you're going to get. Depends on like what you believe. But in that culture, like spirits and are their ancestors but you don't know always like who you're talking to like there's a good chance you talk to the wrong person no and you you run into them pretty frequently and so like how how it happens is like they'll get a call basically like a calling will happen and so it comes in like dreams and stuff and so you you get these dreams basically there's this one dude i was homies with his name is some and he had a calling but he was like ignoring it and what happens, though, if you ignore your calling, like, you have terrible luck. So some people was telling me, he was explaining, he's like, when you get a calling, you have, like, water-based dreams. So there's, like, rivers and lakes and oceans, and you see, like, your ancestors and stuff. And this is what he was telling me he saw in his dreams. And he was telling me the river is the most important one. He was saying, like, if you have a dream with, like, a river in it more than twice, like, you're in trouble. Like, Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're going to, like, that's a big sign. You're, like, getting a calling. And basically, when you get a calling, you have to go and talk to other Sangomas. I don't know all the details, but some stuff happens. There's, like, some rituals that go down. And basically, you have to either pay them a lot to, like, force the calling to go away. And there's some – there's a few moral dilemmas, I believe, in doing that as well. I think there's some other sacrificing you have to do. There's a lot of money to be paid. 
Can you explain really quick what a calling might be? Yeah. Oh, the calling is just to become like a witch, to become a Sengoku. Gotcha. Oh. So to be in order to become one, you have to be called to it. Gotcha. Oh. So it doesn't, it's not like you can just, cho- you can choose it. It's like, because you have to have like a certain natural inclination, like two spirits, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's how the calling works. And you can kind of, like I was saying, you can either force it away, but it's very difficult takes a like a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of people like don't have enough money or like resources to make it happen mm-hmm. so this guy for example simpiwe did not want to be a sengoma at all and he was like heavily avoiding it but he had really bad luck i'm not even kidding like every dog he ever had died within three months and he this he told me he's on like his like fourth dog or something because <laughs> at first he didn't believe it and then even while i was there his puppy got ran over it was like really sad he had had it for like two months and it got killed and he just had the worst luck like his mom had died when he was young like probably when he was like 17 so he started getting the calling when he was like 15 or 16 and like just years after he had like terrible luck and so so it's not like stubbing your toe it's like family members it's like dying. family members die other people will get like really hurt you get there's these things called tokoloshes which are this is uh they sound funny not funny um they're small very dark men like Dark as night, like little dwarf evil men who will come and they kill your dogs. What the? (laughs) And they stomp on your roof so you can't sleep and like break your shit. Like they just break your stuff. And it's like a curse. Oh my. So you you have to deal with those guys sometimes. Um, Tokoloches? Tokoloche, if I'm saying it right. And yeah, there's a. What's his name, dude? Like a dope. Sesetu. There's a a kid in a ward. And I would always call him my my little Tokoloshe because he's like really dark and bald. And I'm sure he loved that. He, dude, yeah. we were so close. He was like a good dude. Just and he told us you at night. He told his mom I was calling him that. And she was like, "That's funny." Like, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, dude. So you have like a lot of problems. This dude had a lot of problems, and he always got in fights. <gasps> Maybe Jordan has a calling. He would. It's <laughs> ignoring a calling. Sorry. <laughs> he would, dude. He would get beat up like all the time. I never saw him without an injury, like broken arm, like busted face. Like that dude was always having problems. He had like, he was working in a shipyard and they like dropped like a container on his leg and like this dude had maybe like the craziest stuff I've ever heard happen to him. And his he is all because he was running away from this calling. Bro, That's at what that he told point, me. Point, jeez. Just become one. You're like dog four. Yeah. You're like fine. <laughs> well, and that's the, dude. He just he just really didn't want to do it. But it's so gnarly that like I was telling DJ, there is a dude who was like in the church. He was a bishop. Had been in the church for probably twenty years. He had like been a missionary. He was there. His whole family was in the church, and he got a calling when he was like forty five. And he was like so scared for himself and his family that he just like gave in. He like left. He like quit being the bishop of the church. And like became a Sengoma, which is which was uh, crazy, and it happened like a few months before I got there. It was it's like, like when you have a dream deal. of a river. Yeah, I mean, there's there's aspects of it that I don't fully know, but I know river dreams are a big part of it. And so like, like ancestors. if you just don't tell anybody, like nobody's gonna know you're getting a call. Well, nobody's gonna still know. Get screwed, but yeah, you you're still it. gonna get in trouble. That's why it's better to like tell somebody because then they can help you like figure out what you're gonna do. Okay, and this is all based off of if you believe that. Yeah, well, honestly, dude, I did not believe it at first, but um, yeah, that dude kind of cemented it. But even before that, there's a lady who we were teaching, and they were teaching her before I got there, 
And she had received a calling like the same time she had agreed to join the church, basically. Like she was supposed to join the church. And so obviously we're telling her like, no, you should join the church. Like you should do this. And she was like, well, I'm supposed to like become a witch. (laughs) And um, it was really scary, honestly. Her house started smelling really weird, like dead stuff all the time. And it's not always like that, but she just started having like a really weird energy. And I remember she got upset like really upset one time because uh, one of the guys before me who was there had like said something to her that offended her. She got really upset. And um, the first time she got upset, everyone like something happened. Everyone, I think it was before I was there. They all got food poisoning. Like the first time she got really mad. And then when I was there, she got even more upset with us and like something else happened. And it was weird because she would do this thing. So I am not a fluent, like, Quosa speaker. I never was. And at that time, that was probably, like, my weakest, like, that I was in Quosa because I had just come from, like, Afrikaans area for, like, six months. So I was, like, not in tune with that at all. And basically, um, she got really upset, and she was, like, saying a bunch of stuff to us. And she her English wasn't super good, so she then she would break into Quosa. And then she would turn to the side and, like, talk to someone that wasn't there and say a bunch of stuff. And then turn back to us and we'd be like, who are you talking to? She's like, no one. And we were like, geez, what the heck? And then she was like really mad and she kept turning over. And it would be like, it would be like someone was like whispering in her ear. She'd be like, mm-hmm. And then she's like, turn back to us and be like, what was that? Like, what were you saying? And it was really weird. And then. Did um, that ever like set you off? Like, we're not going to come back. <laughs> or One time. Well, uh, then on the last time it did because. So, like, you guys know how it is. Like, you just kind of feel invincible a little bit when you're there. Like, like God is on my side. Like, <laughs> I'm young. I'm strong. Like, nothing can happen. And, and then, um, well, yeah. And then, <laughs> so, leaving happened. the house, we were leaving her house. And she was, like, really upset this time. And it was, like, the most weird stuff. Like, her house was smelling, like, really bad. And she was just acting super weird. She was, like, super upset. And it, she was, it was, like, the most off-putting I've ever, like, seen her. Yeah, and then she got really mad and told us to leave, and so we left. And when we left, this dude outside of her house was like, did you guys hear what she said? And we're like, no. And she's like, she just put a curse on you. And we're like, what? And I was like, yeah, right. I was like, no. no. I, was like, no. I know no. what my foreskin is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't get me. Um, exactly, dude. I was like, no way. I was like, yeah, right. But, dude, it started, like, turning up. So, like, our car, like, exploded. <laughs> You can't say that like, casually. Our car like overheated and like popped and there's like smoke everywhere. And it was like while we were on the road and then all of us got food poisoning and we were all like throwing up and like shitting our pants for like a week. And um, then all of us were waking up in the middle of the night to like strange stuff, dude. Like um, I would I would wake up to like a hand like gripping my thigh. Like I, I swear like a hand on my leg. Like, you know how when you like you feel something in a dream. I like was already awake and the hand was still on my leg and I looked there and then it like the like feeling let go and there's like nothing there. Check the watch, dude. 333. Oh, you know what I mean? And it was just like there's like too many things. And I was like, this is way too crazy. And then my other homie says four of us living in this place. My other homie, he's from he's from Tuvalu. And I think DJ knows where that is. That's like tiny like islands out in the in the south pacific but he's also dealt with like some witchcraft at home he told me and um he was explaining to me that like he's like no this this feels like it did like when i ran into it before and i was like geez that's terrifying so he woke up in the middle of the night and there was like a dude like peering into his bedroom 
Wait, this is in Africa. Yeah, this is like, this is like same week. Oh, so this is all of the, the curse. curse. Yeah, this is after the curse, and this is all in the span of like one week. And I, yeah, it was genuinely like the most terrifying thing, maybe. But, um, so Sean talked about like all of this based upon if you believe it or not, and it seems like in South Africa everyone believes it. Yeah, I mean, even if you're a member of the church, like even if you're a Christian, you like don't participate. It's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, that's real. That's kind of how I feel too. I was like, I don't know how that works, but I saw some stuff and I heard some stuff and I was like, yeah, I don't think this is fake. Like this doesn't seem fake. Right. Were there any, is there like, is there any like form of like atheism there, whether it's no like Christianity or I don't even think like there's traditions? belief in some higher power of some sort? Honestly, yeah. I don't think I met anyone who was like atheist that was African. Or again, like not against, but like didn't believe any of like the witchcraft kind of stuff. Yeah, that stuff. That stuff is just like it's too prevalent, and you, there's like too many things that go on. That's like, like there is, um, and like I was saying. So where um, Nelson Mandela's from, Tata is like that was the last place that was touched by white people. So it's like it's been on its own for the longest, and witchcraft supposedly is the strongest there. And there's like some really gnarly stuff. So it's crazy is my uncle actually served in the same mission as me. And while he was there, he had a run in with this lady who like, he just like knocked on her door and she opened and she's like, oh, Bill Owens, how are you? I, they're like, my friends told me you were coming. And he was like, what? And she was like, they've been telling me about your family. Like, I know everything about you. Like, do you want to come in and talk? He was like, no. <laughs> and he just nope, dipped. Nope. Yeah. Which is crazy. So there's like a lot of strange stuff that goes on there. I have a homie who was there. And he told me it was like kind of late at night and he came out of a house and was going to a different house just down the road, came out of the house. He told me there's like 50 goat heads, like a ton of goat heads on the street, just like severed heads, like lining the street. And he was like, what the hell is going on? Like, so he just kind of darted down to the next house, went inside, came out, gone. Oh my gosh. He said they were just like gone. And uh, the same dude told me, like, he went into a lady's house and he, like, couldn't say Jesus or God. He, like, couldn't say their names. Like, his tongue was, like, bound or something. And, like, I don't know. You hear a lot of stuff like that. But probably, the like, one of the gnarlier ones I ever saw was this video that my homie had. Same area. And out there you get just, like, villages that are, like, very untouched. Just, like, a lot of stuff goes on that nobody knows about. And they feel weird. Like, I was in an area where I, I was an hour away from anyone. Besides me and the other four dudes, this is where we got cursed. Same area. <laughs> and if you just – you, like, drive into those villages, strange vibes out there. Like, weird women, weird men. Like, it feels scary. It feels very, like, very strange. Like, what – like, how so? Like, what do they look like? or what, Lawless what's or, the, like – Not lawless. It just feels like everyone knows something you don't know. Uh, you like know what I mean? Uh, on it? Yeah. It feels like a – it feels like a very, like – it feels like everyone is in on something. You know that what I mean? It makes me think of Hot Fuzz, like the movie. <laughs> where everyone's just um, like, yeah, it's all part of that cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's honestly, it's honestly weird because everyone, you know, everyone there knows each other, and you're like entering, and they're like, oh yeah, like maybe you should go to this person's house. Like I bet they really want to talk to you, and you're like, I don't know, and I never would because I'd be like, yeah, it feel, it really does. It feels like a trap. It's really scary. Uh. Um. And you always, it's weird because it's like in the inner city, like deep in the city, it's like you got to be out before dark. And in the villages too, you're supposed to be out before dark. Like, it's a mission rule. 
or unspoken rule of the unspoken area. rule by the like by people oh, who locals. live there locals is it will for be safety like safety or oh they're they're the ones telling they're you like that. yeah don't stay they were like especially when i went to this one village they were like don't stay there very long like you should leave before it gets dark like i know whoever you're seeing there like they're probably nice but like you shouldn't stay there very long <laughs> and it, yeah it's really it's really odd but so in imtata there's villages surrounding and there was so my friend who I lived with had this video on his camera that he had taken from another missionary. And it was like, it's maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like basically, like I was saying, rivers are a big part of stuff there. So he was driving over a bridge to go to like this village or he was coming back from a village and kind of further down in the river, he saw a bunch of, a bunch of Sangomas, like a bunch of women in like their garb and like they had the stuff on and they're like marching around in a circle and they're like chanting and singing. So this guy being an idiot, like pulls out his camera and starts recording it. And he's recording for maybe like two and a half minutes. And they're going in a circle, chanting, singing very are, they, are by the side of are they by the side of the river? So it's like the river is the bridge is here. He's parked on the bridge, and then the river's running this way. Okay. And they're like over here. Okay. And he's recording from like the passenger seat on the bridge. On the bridge, yeah, they're pulled over on the bridge. He's recording from the passenger seat, and like, dude, it seriously like gives me chills, like just talking about it. But it's like they're running around in a circle, and I don't know. It's like hard. It's like not as scary if you've never been there, but like knowing what that like looks like and just the vibes, it's like very scary. So they're in the water, chanting, singing, doing all sorts of stuff, and then they start getting like really heated. Like it's getting really loud. It's getting really intense. And they're like stomping and shaking. And then they all lunge towards the middle of the river. And then they pull a child out from the water. And it's like a naked, like probably couldn't be more than like 13 year old child, like lift them out of the water and just like hold them there. And then one of them looks like dead at the camera. And then he like ends the video and they like peeled out. But yeah, and that's real. I swear to you, that's like a real video. You I think you saw it with your eyes. Yeah, I really, I'm not sure where it is, but the dude wouldn't give it to me because he's like, I don't want this to like spread around. Like this doesn't need to like be seen by a lot of people, but it's really freaky. And that's like, that's like the craziest one I saw with like my own two eyes, but obviously I heard like lots of stuff. Stories. Yeah. Any idea what they were doing? I don't know. And that's the thing is, like, if you ask about that stuff, they're always like, don't ask. Like, why are you asking about this? Like, you don't need to know What's the this. caution of asking? Like, why don't you ask? Because you might invite it. You, well, you life. ask. Well, it, I would ask. And that's I feel like I knew a little bit more than some people because I would push a little bit and be like, why is this? Why is this? But they tell you. What, if you ask too many questions, like, you, you don't have to know that. Like, you don't need to know that. And some of it is like, we couldn't explain it to you unless you were, like, fluent and close so it's like it's just stuff that like you wouldn't understand if you didn't live here or like a lot of it is just things like you'll never know i don't know just in those villages there's stuff that goes down that is just strange and you don't know like i had this one homie um we called him mr shark that's literally his name we called him like papa shark and his dad was uh, was like a water and like electric guy. He like ran like services for the city. And so he would go to all these small villages, like trying to figure out how to get them power, how to get them water. And um, he went one time with his dad, he would go to these villages and they pulled up one time and they pulled up and this guy like flagged him down. And he's like, hey, he's like, 
if any of the women here offer you food, don't eat it. And he was like, what? He's like, they kill all their visitors. And he's like, what? And his dad's like, yeah, right. And he's like, I'm not kidding. He's like, don't eat anything. And he said, as soon as they got in and they were talking to like people in the town, they were like, yeah, here's some food. Like, come eat with us. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And he literally overheard people in the background. Like, do you think they'll do it again? Like people like men and children, like, do you think they're going to do it to these guys? Like they heard like crazy stuff. And he said they bailed like right away. But that was him and his dad. And he said that was like, yeah, Yeah. he said that was in like the early like 2000s. But that dude has seen some gnarly stuff. And then, um, I'm still not over the video story. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of breezed by it and I'm still processing. Yeah. So they're, they're there for two minutes chanting going crazy lunge in pull out a naked yeah and then one of them just straight yeah one of them looks dead like into the camera what did you feel when you were watching that it's like maybe the you know how it feels when you like i can't be here anymore like i need to put the camera down i gotta go yeah like i was gonna say did your homie stay longer did he see anything else no he dipped right away as soon as she as soon as she looked at them they told me they peeled out like got (sighs) far away um because I don't know, you guys, I am i don't know where you guys have been, but I'm sure you've been in a place where you're like, oh, I don't think I should be here Gotta anymore. Go. And like, even just watching the video, you're like, you feel sick almost. You're like, this is maybe, because you just know like something gross is going on. Like something, yeah. like the details of it, you're not, you, I don't know. I don't really like, want to no know. There's no light. It's, not, it's like the yeah. absence of light. Yeah. There's What's crazy, we just released an episode today of my homie who served in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like the things he's saying, there's like, I'm like picking up patterns or just like similarities. Like the way he described things, the way he described things. I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, yeah. he described it. It's just like, he's like, think of the time you were the happiest in your life. He's like, it is the complete opposite of that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like complete void of light is what he felt when he had his encounters. But I don't know. Just yeah. crazy. It's, um, it's, it's really scary to be honest. It, Cause it's like, I don't know. There's like danger and like darkness, you know what I mean? And I, f- I don't know. It feels different to me. Like those things. Cause I feel like I've been in danger before where I was like, Oh, like maybe I'll die. Yeah. But that one is like, Oh, like this doesn't feel good. Like, I feel like I may never be happy again. Like, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, really, really scary. Great those are pe- terrifying great people, but. Some dark, some dark stuff. Yeah, Very terrifying. Sad. Any more stories? Um, yeah. <laughs> if if you guys want, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the guy who is like our branch president, basically, like he's from Uganda, and he was telling me about like some of the witchcraft in Uganda, and he told me like this is stuff he saw his own eyes. You know, believe it if you want or whatever. <laughs> I believe this guy hundred percent. He's like one of the best dudes I know. No reason to lie to me, but he was explaining to me that if you are cheating. If if your girlfriend or your wife suspects you are cheating on her, they can go to the witches there and they can do this spell where it's like a stuck dog spell where next time you go to have sex with that woman, oh, you're gonna get stuck. you get stuck inside Pray. of her. And the only person who can undo it is that witch. And he said he saw with his own two eyes on multiple occasions men stuck inside of women like, hollering and like yelling into the street and like stumbling into the street like stuck like dogs yeah oh crazy yeah yeah there was another one he told me that was like more confusing where it's like all the women you've cheated on your wife with like come and like beat you up (laughs) 
or like have sex with you to death or something. Oh, he was like, he was saying it, it was really, it was really gnarly. But that one, the stuck dog one, I was like, geez, that's crazy. And, and he said, other, oh, go ahead. No, he was, that was the only one he said he'd seen like, yeah. visual, like with his own eyes. But, okay. Is there any more information you have on that on like spells, like specific spells oh. that they would cast? <laughs> Dude, there's one. They This is one they warned us about a lot. Like Who's locals, they? Who's they? Yeah. like yeah. locals, like people, you know, will like be careful. Um, like don't let anyone touch your forehead kind of deal. Cause there's like this one thing where they can put this stuff. This is one they would say this one sounds, I'm just saying this is what they told me. I don't feel this way, but they would say gay dudes will come up to you and they will put this stuff on your forehead and they have it on their forehead too. And it's like a, like a date rape drug, but it's a spell. And then you like fall in love with them for a night, and then they can have sex with you. That, that's just what a, a closeted straight dude made up. I know. That's <laughs> how I was like. He's like, no, I swear it was a spell. <laughs> that's spell homophobia. It's like, okay, Timmy. Yeah. yeah, they were like, no, but even like girls would be like, yeah, don't let them touch your forehead, or like, be careful, like they'll get you. Like, can I ask about like how is uh, homosexuality handled down there? Um, like, are they progressive? I literally, I literally asked him yeah. this earlier. <laughs> it's like. It's hard to say because there's a lot of gay dudes there, like a shocking amount of gay dudes, especially in Hosa culture. There's like a lot of gay Hosa dudes. A gaggle of gays. Yes. I think is what it's called. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A flock, maybe. Yeah. Um, no. Shout it's, out my gays. It's, uh, it's more than you would think. And the women are very cool with it. Cool. Like, I feel like the women are really supportive. As they usually are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like... But the dudes, not so much. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. if you're a gay dude, you, you're either hanging out with more gay dudes or you're hanging out with girls usually. Huh. That's the way it seemed to me, which is semi-common here too, I feel like. A little less so. Um, but there it's like pretty strictly that way, it seems like. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. But it's more it's more common than you would think because it is such like a – strong like male society there's a lot of i feel like a lot of dudes like have have trauma with that just like with the bush and a lot of other stuff and if you don't want to go to the bush you get you're like disrespected for like the rest of your life basically if you like don't go to the bush like they make you sit with like kids like when you go to like events you like have uh -huh. to sit with children and no one will respect you and there's this word it's quidin which means a little boy but if someone calls you like quay quay quidin like it's like big insult that's another one, like, th you'll throw hands for that if you call someone a quay Yeah. What's the tribe where there's a lot of gays, you were saying? Also, that, I would, dude, I'll get in trouble for that also. But, like, <laughs> it just, like, all the gays are also, but, yeah. no, <laughs> a lot of them. There's more. I, I genuinely, there's, like, more gay Hosa dudes, I think, than any other tribe, from what I've been told yeah. and from what I've seen. I was, I'm listening to Trevor Noah's book right now, and he is talking about that tribe, how, like, the Zulus are kind of, like, the more, like, headstrong like fighters yeah and yeah that tribe is Hosa? like the more like artsy like yeah a lot of well that's thoughtful. the thing a lot of uh celebrities are Hosa because they're like notoriously like beautiful people especially the ladies like miss universe i think 2018 is a Hosa woman what? interesting yeah Sean um, Googling. yeah you should, she's beautiful she's beautiful she's uh excuse me um yeah and it's like Hosa women, and especially in this area, it's like Mdansane, like East London, King Williamstown, like that area is supposedly, let's see. 
I, I mean, it just came up with 2018, though. When oh, maybe that. she's 2017 or 19, or maybe she just, like, won Miss South Africa. I don't even know. Either or. Um, she was in the running, though. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. There's a... I have a gay anecdote, if you want, that I was going to tell <laughs> you. Um, so there's this movie called Inueva, uh-huh. which means The Wound. The Wound. Um, which is about the bush, which is, like, a big no-no in that, cu- in that culture. To, like... Like to like tell the secrets, yeah. Oh. To tell the secrets about it, and basically in in this movie, this is like the director. Basically, this is his experience, from what I understand. Was he was gay, went to the bush, met another gay dude there, and they had a lot of gay sex in the bush with like cut peens. <sighs> I guess so. Wow. Um, I'm sure they were super happy about that movie. Yeah, he he has not been to back to South Africa since. Oh, he! Oh, there, a lot of people tried to kill him. Whoa! And it's like it's really intense. And there's like a big joke there, that it's like if if you South African men like don't get back into shape, we'll make Inleba too. Like, because <laughs> they're like so upset about it. Um, yeah, very very funny, very gnarly. It was 2019. 2019. Yeah, Zozi Bini Yeah. Yep. Why? Um, I'm racking my brain. I know there's ones I'm like not remembering. So there's an overall culture of witches, and the name is Sangoma. Sangoma. And then the the bad ones are called like Inkeha. And is there a defi- definite or definitive line between good and bad witchcraft? Um, I feel like they'll tell you it is. They'll tell you like this one is good or this one is bad or like maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. It's hard to say because obviously I ne- I never like went to see one, but they'll tell you like, oh, this lady is doing bad stuff. Like she does like bad spells and like bad, like, like that ass like potions and stuff. Okay. So what are the nature of spells and potions? Is it mainly to just like bring misfortune on other people? Yeah. Or you like good there's things. love potions. Too. Yeah. Like love potions. And one, this is what I was going to tell you guys. Um, a huge <laughs> aspect of witchcraft there, not a huge aspect, but an aspect of it is albino people hmm. are, their bodies have magical properties. And so if you are albino, you, you hear that, Sean, you have to like watch your back, dude, because they <laughs> like they want your body. Yeah. They like want you like your ears, your legs, your arms. So they'll like, if you're like lots of albino people will like go missing. Oh, oh because they'll like come and take them and then like chop them up and like distribute their body parts for spells and stuff. Like I'm not oh. even kidding. So that's like a big thing there is like part of the spells is like you have to get like an albino's like ear or something. Okay. So certain spells and potions call for yeah, call. Oh, I don't know like exact oh stuff, gosh. but they're telling me like if you're albino, you have you like watch your back, dude. Like Oh man, you're yeah. you're in trouble, which is it is gnarly. Because I saw like I don't I don't know everything, but I did see a few with like missing ears or like missing fingers and stuff. Oh. Like, okay, so if you were called as a Sangoma or as a witch, yeah, you get your calling. It's for life. Yeah, I think it's until you die. Until as you far die, as I know. I don't think there's really a way out of it. And what does your lifestyle look like? Do you just leave your job? Yeah, you can. So a lot of them, that's like how they make money is like people will come and see them. And I don't know. I actually don't know how like romance works or anything like that. But I think it's not allowed. 
because that guy like left his family to do it. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure you like can't, uh, I think it's a bit of a nun situation or there's male singleness as well, but yeah. I think it's celibacy, I think is the strat there, but Ooh, whack. Um, lame. yeah, your whole <laughs> life. I think it's your whole life. And, uh, yeah. Interesting. So they're self-sustaining, like they take care of themselves. Yeah, but and that's the thing though, is like they make money. So people will like pay them for like cures and like as I was saying, it's for the most part, a lot of them, it's like you can't a lot of people will be like having problems in school and their mom will like take them to the Sangoma and be like, Why can't he get good grades? Like, what does he need to do? Then she talks to your ancestors and he's like, He needs to do this or he He needs to find us here. Yeah. (laughs) Or like Ace Cam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think um yeah, those ones, I think it's more just like do this or do this. I think the the body part stuff is more, is for more heinous things. Oh. Yeah, it's for a little a little wilder stuff. But You're, You were telling me earlier about how they have like shrines everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, like I was saying, so like a lot of the, a lot of the things Sangomas will do, like when dudes come back from the bush. Or even at like weddings and stuff sometimes, or other things, or whatever, they'll like sacrifice a cow or cut up a cow. And they have to get the cow to. So, this is also the weird part. You have like the Sangoma will get the cow to like, they have to like get an ancestor like inside of it, as far as I understand. So, they have to get the cow to make a noise or to say something, because that means like the ancestors have like spoken through the cow. And now it's like that means it's good to kill it, like it's been accepted. This is as far as I know. Um, then they kill it. But one time, my homies got in trouble because they were there for when the cow was getting killed and the cow wouldn't talk. And the lady was blaming them. The machines. Yeah, they, she was saying they they the spirits like won't come because you two are here and you're scaring them away. And so the lady was like trying to get people to say like they have to leave right now. Like they're ruining everything. And like yeah, but then so they get the cow to talk. They chop it. And then usually they chop, like, the balls off. It's like a bowl. And then on the shrines or, like, the post, they'll have, like, various bones, like, around the post. And then they have the head, like, the horns, like, pinned to the post. And then they have the balls, like, right below it. And it's usually, like, a lot of it's, like, charred because they've, like, burned a lot of it. And it's, like, various things. Like, I can't really say, like, if I know what it's Like, they put this on their, like, living room wall or? It's in their front yard. Their front yard? Yeah. And that's how you know, like, if people, that's also a thing. Like, if you're trying to talk to people about Jesus, like, I skipped that house. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> they don't need salvation. They're probably not going to be interested. Like, like I I have my ancestors. That's what they'll tell you. You, like, knock and they're like, I have my ancestors. That's like Thanks an actual though. answer yeah, they've given yeah. you. They'll be like, that's okay. Like, I, I pray to my ancestors. Like, I have my ancestors. Wow. So, it's, uh, it's gnarly. But, and that's the thing is, like. I don't know. It's scary because like if a kid, a kid says they're like seeing them, they're like, oh, this kid's like going to be a Sangoma and like this and that. And you're supposed to, I don't know. It's not like a bad life, but it's kind of sketchy, I guess. I don't know. Maybe to round it all off, like if someone's cursed, like what did you do to try to remove that? Or if there's like uh, something not good going on, Um, what did they do to like? like clear the air or that's the hard thing is like you don't know who's it's like a who done it because it's like who put the spell on them you know you don't you uh, don't that's know a huge who, part of it that's a big part of it is you have to know like where it's coming from because a lot of it 
as far as I understand, comes from like certain things that the Sangoma, that Sangoma has done and is still doing. Mm-hmm. So like like the Tokoloshe guys I was telling you about, they can curse you with the Tokoloshe. So like your house will be getting stomped on and your stuff's getting broken and dogs are dying and your animals or chickens or whatever are getting killed. And like, or you'll wake up and you'll like have bruises and stuff that like beat the shit out of you in the nighttime. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's no Sangomas who are available for like counter. Yes, but there is. So that's the thing is like, but they will like find each other. And that's what's crazy is like, as I've been told that they will like battle each other in that way. In a spiritual way. This one will like do this to you. And then this, you have to get this one to like undo it. But then that's what's, that's why it's hard because then it becomes like lucrative for them where it's like. They almost don't want to win the battle right away. Yeah. So they'll be like, I'll half fix this one. Like, (laughs) um, they could also like, Collab too, yeah. Like, <laughs> a collab spell, like yeah. well, like you curse them and then the day later I'll come like, and fix it. Yeah, yeah I recommend I, this one to help you out. <laughs> like, yeah, and so you'll get you'll get stuff like that where it's like someone will have something bad happening to them. Then you have to go and get someone else to come and fix it for you. But then when they come to us, like if you come for like a religious standpoint, there's a lot of times where they're like, "Don't get involved," like like leadership or someone. Yeah, they'll be that. like, "Don't like I don't know." It's confusing because like the Mormon church has been like, nah, they're, yeah. Sometimes they're like, don't like, just tell them to believe in Jesus. And like, <laughs> so it's real, bro. Like it's really scary. <laughs> like, cause sometimes like that dude, like some like I asked, I asked some of my leadership was like, what do I do for this guy? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, it's real to them. And like, to be honest, it's probably pretty real. And he's like, I'm not really sure. He's like, you should like pray for him and like do this. And he's like, He's got to, he's got to believe it away kind of thing. And like, he, I don't know, he tried and like, it's really crazy. And there's been times, like I was saying, where people will get possessed because they talk to the wrong spirits or like, what will happen is they get in trouble because they try and like reach spirits themselves or the Sangoma will try and talk to someone, then it's the wrong person. And then that person like gets inside of them or something. And so, um, my one homie told me. Once again, I wasn't there, but he told me he saw this. <laughs> um, he like went to go deal with this Sangoma lady. Um, because it was like her daughter was like, Come and help my mom. My mom is possessed. And to he the missionaries? Said, yeah, he said he went in and it was like dark in there and like shit was like flying around in a circle in the room and it was like really gnarly. And she was on the couch, like full like horror movie. She was like shaking and like foaming at the mouth and like shit's flying around the room and she's like screaming and like languages he doesn't know. And he said it like wasn't close. Um but yeah, he said it was really scary. It was no sir. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough one, dude. That's like that's when you gotta no, practice sir. in the shower. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did like every day in the shower. I was like, close, close. Yeah, like until I could do it, but damn, dude. Wait, wait. so he ran in. He ran in. He dipped. Oh, <laughs> he got someone else. He's like, I don't, is this above my pay above, grade? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah like one of the first stories we've heard where they actually dip when yeah. it's ha- when it's going on instead of trying to help. Dude, those ones are. It's scary, man. Like, I don't know. I've <laughs> a lot of my homies are like. No, so. Yeah, like the homies who are like in Imtata are like deep in there. Like my one homie, shout out Preston Tilly, just got married. But I think it was him was telling me like he just saw he saw this lady like on a roof. <laughs> like she's just on a roof doing like F all, like dancing and like doing some scary shit. And he was like, I'm out of here. Like I'm not even going to try and figure this out. 
and he just dipped because sometimes it's like that like other and that's that's the problem is like i have more stories but it's like a lot of hearsay like dudes seeing like ladies floating we like, like hearsay yeah <laughs> like my my one homie said he saw this lady like float out of her house and like onto her roof and then he like looked again she like vanished and like i don't know it's uh and that's uh that's the scary part and there's more there's a lot of people i've met who said they've like seen tokoloshes and that's like that's a big one that happens a lot that is like very scary and that was one that kind of happened to us there's like stomping on our roof when we got cursed and that was like i was like geez bro like i hate that i know what this is like if this is what i think it is <laughs> yeah because that's the curse is like they just don't let you sleep oh uh. and then yeah so they just and everyone has like metal roofs there so it's really loud they're like banging around Bastard. on your roof <laughs> yeah um we've talked about going like we've both been back to the philippines yeah and like there's places we've wanted to visit maybe it's just because we run the podcast or natural like just our own curiosity but like there's an island in the philippines that's like the island to go to for witchcraft uh-huh. like you get there to the port and there's a huge sign that tells you to beware of witchcraft to on the island that's sick and to report that's it crazy. to the authorities yeah <laughs> that's like how like serious it is there but Sniffing like the witch yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can like lawfully deal with these witches yeah. like. <laughs> um straight to have you been back to south africa uh-uh if, I want I want to go back soon. That's the problem. Borders just opened. You guys got to yeah. do a tour. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would love to. There's actually white people that are into hardcore music, which is sick. So some yeah. bands go there. They love J Cole. They love Chris Brown. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I, I secretly became a Chris Brown fan while I was there because I kept hearing his music. I was like, Who is this? Like I didn't know who it was. And I was like, This is awesome. And then they're like, It's Chris Brown. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> Um, but, um, but visiting back there oh yeah I would, would you to. but like would you ever visit the or are there like places? specific spe- uh places uh to like avoid because of witchcraft or go to because of witchcraft? there's places where it's like there's there's this place so it's called kailicha and it is like an ocean of tin in some places it's just like shacks for like miles and miles wow. and I if you go in there, there's like things that can happen in there. Like that's where a lot of weird stuff happens. So, because what well, it's like a there's a there's a movie called this. It's Black Orpheus, and it's like Orpheus, but he's black, and it's in Brazil, and he like gets lost in like a flavela. It's very similar energy to that movie. If you guys like look up images from that movie, mm. so if you guys know the the story of Orpheus, he like has to go in after his girl and the whole thing is is the like the evil dude at the bottom is like don't look behind you but you have if you make it out like she'll be behind you and then he turns around she's there but then she's gone because he turns around before he's out but it's like very it feels very similar to that movie that's like what i thought of when i was there because you go in there and you take two turns and you're immediately lost and that's like where a lot of scary things can happen like not only a crime but also like witchcraft stuff because i was looking for a lady I found out turned uh, to a witch once and I was looking for her and I was like looking for her house and they're like oh yeah she's like down there but I like pulled up and I was like lost and it was very scary and her house was very scary and it's just like I don't know it's just like the deeper you get in there it's like you become it's like a nowhere area where it's like no one is no one is registered you know what I mean like no one is anyone to the government like these houses aren't legal like nothing going on here is like accounted for and so a lot of weird stuff will go on in those areas where it's like there's no police there. No one goes in there because you, unless you live there, you're lost. 
And yeah, I know, I know dudes, that's where they've seen like a lot of weird stuff happen or that's where like people will live who are do bad things. Wow. But if you just look it up, Kalicha, you'll see what I mean. Well, I think I'd prefer the uh, Witch Island, actually. The Witch Island? <laughs> From Witch the Island sounds cool. It sounds like a Scooby-Doo movie or something. <laughs> I think it is. What is that? Zombie Island. Zombie yeah. Island. It's close. Yeah. That was close. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I would know where I was going. If I was in wherever, Kailisha, Kailisha, yeah, I would yeah. get lost, and that scares me more. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's like sand and it's really strange and you go in there and everyone knows you don't know where you are too, which is really bad because there's no way you know where you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if they don't know you, there's you no way. Like a sore yeah. And there. especially if you're, I'm six, six and I'm white. So it's like, if you're, <laughs> if you're in there, it's like bad, bad news. Yeah. 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 And, uh, just weird and a lot of them are like interconnected like you can go in one and then you go like six shacks down and they're like all connected and you pop out yes. the other end somewhere like you don't know yeah. and uh yeah there's there's like even there's this guy named quest i've showed you one of his music videos mm-hmm. but he has like a music video where that happens to him where like there's like a witch or like some dudes after him like in like a oh but it's like it's like a a fake one or a script yeah it's like a music that. video but it's like that's how like relevant it is that he like put it in a music video yeah Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. I got a dip. No, Sean, you're good. have a good trip. Here. Nice, to nah, nice to meet you, Sean. This is a 3M first. Sean has to dip. He's going to Florida. Flying out. My guy, I love you. Be safe. Have fun. I will. I'll see if I can get some spooky tour. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> baby's trying to say bye. Uh, my homie served in Uganda. Oh, yeah. And one of the stories about just like noping... <laughs> Uh, like like seeing something like oh nope. yeah, uh, I can't remember who it was him or somebody know, knew, but they like lived in a compound, uh-huh. and it became pretty apparent that someone was living in their apartment in the attic. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So they're like, what do we do about that? Like, I don't know. I re- I don't really want to confront the guy. Let's just tell like the guard, and maybe they can do something about it. Yeah. So they like, went and told the guard, and the guard's like, okay, went in the house, opened the attic door. Brrr. What? And he was just like, dude, they just straight killed him. Like, that's how they handled the situation. The guard didn't ask a number, ask name, ask anything. Just, like, walked up, shot him, took the body out, and they were done. Jeez. And he was like, yeah. Very different as far as, like, how they handle um, situations. Uganda, that's where the stuck dog thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he had too many run-ins with uh, witchcraft, but as, he just said it was he was it as, was there. As far as I've heard, it's not that bad there, but that's crazy. In yeah. Uganda, I've, I've heard they have a very no-nonsense mentality there. Like... If you commit well, a crime, was, that it's, you're just done. Yeah, and that's why I asked about like homosexuality because in Uganda, it's like straight up no, no, no. Like you cannot be. Yeah. Out. Um, no, there it's not that bad. Like, I I was hit on pretty frequently. Yeah. And it was like in public, so, I mean, if they're gonna do something, I should. I, they probably would have. Crazy. But, dude, that those were wild stories. Yeah. Like you always hear about it, and I told you with my experience, like. The one African dude I knew really well, he straight up believed that witches were real. It's hard not to, dude. Like, it's really hard. Even even this one guy who is from Nigeria. Nigerians have, like, also really gnarly witchcraft. And it's like, dude, if you go into, like, if you go down that rabbit hole, you're going to find some very scary videos. Like, he showed me some stuff that he just, like, had on his Facebook. 
it's like dudes like popping out of coffins and just like really strange stuff going on and like a lot of it is fake a lot of it is this and that but he's like a lot of this is real like a lot of this is freaky and real it might like to a lot of first world people even like americans like might think it's comical like laughing at the fact yeah. of how could you believe that but in that like on the other side of the world it's like how could you not believe it oh yeah well that's what's crazy is like there's just so many there's so many places that are like unaccounted for i feel like where just dark stuff goes on it's like there's no way for you to know what's what's happening also and when you're like really removed yeah from the culture and the situation it's easy to be like eh. but yeah when you're in it and you feel it and you feel the belief and then you see evidence of like like direct evidence of like yo we cursed you and all of a sudden your car blows up then all of a sudden you're like oh shit that's yeah. why it's like how can you not believe yeah. when like on consistent basis yeah. you and everyone around you is being affected by and that's what what also was like crazy was we so she became a sangoma and then like weeks later we just saw her in the street and she like acted like she didn't know us and would just like stare us down like every other one of them would do when like a couple of weeks previous you were having like yeah we were like conversations yeah we're her. like sitting with her like at her house and she like was calling us you know like by our names we know her name it was uh yeah really really strange but the dude from Nigeria was telling me we were we were explaining to him we were talking to him just like about his what his beliefs were and other things and we were talking to him about the spirit world and he's like I won't talk about it he like didn't want to talk about dead people he didn't want to talk about doing anything with spirits anything like that he's like I've had he's like I've had too many like experiences with that he's like I don't want to talk about it and it was like jeez and he was like he's like I went He's just saying he's like the village, a lot of, a lot of African culture. It's like, you have a village that you're from. It's like where your grandma's from. Or it's like where your roots are. And he was like, I went back to my village and like some, it's bad there. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, geez. So yeah, no details, but Crazy. it was bad, I guess. Yeah. Bad enough. You didn't want to say anything. Wild. Any last questions or thoughts? No, I think I'm good. Me too. Hopefully that was like scary enough or interesting enough. Dude, that was more than interesting enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gnarly place. Love South Africa though. Everyone should go there. It's really cool. Even if you're scared. But very dangerous. I know that I, a lot of I said a lot of danger, a lot of witchcraft stuff, but very cool place. Very good people. Yeah. Overall positive feelings about the country. Good. Good, dude. Thank you for uh like absolutely last minute. Yeah, no sweat, dude. No sweat. Thanks for having me on. It's good to have you. Thanks, Jake, for hanging out. Yeah. The real trooper. Jake and baby. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Jake and baby. Sounds like uh, one man. Yeah. Yeah. Jake and baby. Jake and baby. Or a duo. Like a Creole dish. Delicious. Spicy Jake and baby. Sweet. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in again. Uh, Another 3 p.m. episode uh again go follow our boys backhand.band yes sir on instagram where else uh listen yeah. to you everywhere listen to us all streaming services just backhand greatest band of all time if there's an open invite to wrestle us and play a show with us if you think we're not so if, if if you want to challenge us and you can beat us in a wrestling match and play a better show than us then we'll stop saying that what kind of wrestling um greco style Greco freestyle, Greco freestyle. Yeah. mud wrestling in the mud. <laughs> one of our one of our hosts who used to be on the show, he was fourth in the nation in wrestling at one point. Really? Yeah, 
That's crazy. You know Sean here? Yeah. Dude, he whipped Sean's ass. Really? He's like, like five, six. Dude, he's a beast. That's crazy. <laughs> he might take you up. He loves to play. Touchy, touchy. <laughs> anyway, this has been a great episode. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Africa has truly been uh, like a market of ours that we haven't tapped or like it's we haven't been able to dive into because we just don't know anyone who knows Dude, it. Dude, yeah, you guys should. There's, there's this one lady. I should have her... I should have her send me the story. Please do. She's got a scary... I should have told you guys the story. She's got this crazy, like, Illuminati guy story. Okay. She went Next to high time. school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and a surprising amount, or a lack of surprising amount, I don't know how to say that. There's, like, nothing on Reddit. I've, like, called really? Reddit for, like, the occult in Africa or, like, That's the dark. Strange. And it's very surface. Like, nothing in depth, like you said. So, it was really fun to learn. More about that. Yeah. There's a lot of basic HTML websites about yeah. African witchcraft. Yeah. You have, yeah. To go, you have to dive deep. You go yeah, yeah. Yeah. You gotta go into the bone the bone zone, those yeah. type of websites. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell yeah, brother. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> bone saw. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, listeners. Uh it is Halloween season, so have fun out there. Yeah. Be safe. Trust your gut, watch your back. Bye, love you, be safe. Salute everybody. What's your sign off? You just said it. Salute. Everybody. Salute. Is that yeah. how they say it down down there? Oh, yeah. Actually, kind of. That's where I, I picked that up. But yeah. Just say, yeah, salute. Shop, shop. Shop, shop. Shop, shop. Sick. Bye. Hit it, baby. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 a.m. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me, Murder in House 2, a new podcast from Crowd Network. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now.